Welcome to Transmissions Alt Mode, where we look at the latest comics and other media featuring the Transformers. On today's show, we review the first two episodes of Transformers Earthspark. Are the next generation of Transformers and humans ready for primetime? Listen and find out. Today is Friday, November 18th, 2022, and this is episode 312 of Transmissions Alt Mode. Welcome to Transmissions Alt Mode, the podcast that would love to have a Transformer as a new brother or sister. I'm your host, Charles, a.k.a. Big C, and I'm joined by the excellent Transmissions team. The amazing and awesome producer and editor, Mike. Your favorite robo-bro. Apollo, a.k.a. Robo-Apollo. Hi, everyone. And Daryl, the Cybertronian Beast. Hey, everybody. Let's talk Transformers. As always, we start off the show by thanking our Donatrions, those lovely people who support us on Patreon and PayPal. Thank you all so much for continuing to help us out and support the show. We really appreciate it. If you'd like to become a Donatrion, just go to transmissionspodcast.com slash support, and that's where you can sign up on Patreon and PayPal. And, you know, we really appreciate your support, and that's why we uh, have some bonus content we get some merchandise to you lots of good stuff depending on the membership level you join up in and you know check it out so uh of course one of the big perks of bonus content is our transformers live play rpg podcast empire of rust and uh, we've got the uncut version of episode 89 that came out this week. And that was stickers not included. Uh, so that's already out. It should be available to you on our Patreon page. If you are a Donatron, you can find it there. Because uh, it came out this Monday, November 14th. Uh, if you are just a regular listener to Empire of Rust, we still love you. But you can check out the main episode the regular episode of M- episode 89 on Monday, November 21st. Uncut, so. unscripted, and unfiltered? Untamed? <laughs> <laughs> and it shows. <laughs> That's what you get as a Donatron. Uh, but you, you have to settle for the fully edited episode next week on the in the in the free feed at transmissionspodcast.com slash rush. If you're not a Donatron. <laughs> <laughs> also, and don't forget the special that is all, that is also up on the free feed this week. This is our uh, prequel episode. This is the special featuring our dear departed sweet spot. This is You're Not Thinking Fourth Dimensionally, a special bonus episode that goes into Sweet Spot's backstory, how he joined up with the Empire Rust crew, and how he met two of the other uh, main bots on the, on the podcast. So you can check that out. Uh, and that's right now. So again, transmissionspodcast.com slash rust in the free feed. Also in our main transmissions feed. If you're subscribed to that, you should be getting all the transmissions network shows. So check those out. Mike, uh, any uh, any further teases you want to give for the episodes out here right now? Actually, I just want to talk about the the special that, uh, that came out this week. Uh, yeah, so we, we ended up Going through a lot of Sweet Spot's backstory, and we got a couple of uh, a couple of the the players to kind of come in and help out with that. So we got Patrick to to repri- to come back as Carapace for this episode, and we got uh, Rob to come back as Rex, fan favorite Rex for an episode. There's an especially sad moment in there with uh, with Rob, and and I'm not going to spoil anything. Well, I don't need to spoil anything because I'm sure you've already listened to it by now. <laughs> But uh, it was a really great episode, and, uh, and yeah, so we hope to to maybe do a couple of more like backstory and like prequel episodes uh, as as time goes along. I know we did one with uh, with Wild Strike a, a while back uh, during his his time that he was like off off screen, which was really fun. So yeah, cool. 
All right, check those out. Transmissionspodcast.com slash Rust and on the Transmissions Patreon page for our bonus episodes. Okay, another bonus episode that was out just last week was the War for Cybertron Retrospective, and that was put together by Mike, Apollo, and Dr. Pants. So that is also available on our Patreon page. You can check that out. Uh, goes in depth on the War for Cybertron toy line, Siege, uh, Earthrise, and Kingdom. Uh, all the good stuff there. Uh, it was a good discussion. I enjoyed it. And uh, yeah, thanks guys for putting that together. Uh, you are our favorite B plus team. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> we'll get some more going on that one. Cool. Okay, uh, let's jump right into our review for this week. So uh, last week was the debut of Transformers Earthspark on Paramount+. Plus. They dropped uh, all 10 episodes in one big pack. So uh, if you have Paramount+, Plus, you can stream them whenever you want. Of course, uh, if you don't have Paramount Plus, you can still watch the shows on Nickelodeon, but you'll have to wait week by week. So it's actually going up weekly on Nickelodeon on cable uh, every Friday at four o'clock, I believe. Um, we've also uh, just to, before we get into the review, I wanted to mention this because there's also uh, information about uh, you can view them in the U- like in the in the UK. Um, in the u.s uh and di- and you know if you don't if you if you if you don't if you don't have any any uh you know more budget in your for your streaming services you can view them that way in the uk actually they did put the first two episodes on youtube uh for the uk region and in the u.s region as well sorry canada but we can see here the uk version is not uh, available but uh, on the U.S. version of Earth Spark, it is available here, so uh, we can actually see it here. And, you know, this is the um, just the promo there. But uh, yeah, so they are pretty heavily uh, promoting Paramount Plus, but um, you can still watch Transformers Earth Spark in other ways. Of course. Uh, there are less legal ways to get it, but <laughs> we don't talk about those. So, you know, we don't, we don't endorse those, <laughs> but uh, we've all had a chance to watch the first two episodes. So we're going to talk about it uh, on this, uh, on this podcast. Now uh, we asked Jeremy to put together a review for us. Uh, we didn't realize that he was going to be out this week. So, but he, he, he still, uh, uh, wanted to wanted to help us out, and he sent in uh, a little bit of uh, a, a little bit of a review to help us out. I hope this uh, this covers everything we need to be covered. But uh, let's take a look at what Jeremy has to say about Transformers Earth Spark. Hey guys, I know I'm a little bit too busy right now to show up for the podcast recording, but I wanted to get my thoughts on the first two parter of Earth Spark. And I really enjoyed it. I thought it was it was um, it was a lot of fun. The the family dynamic worked for me. Uh, the classic G1 scenes I thought was a, an interesting way to do it and nice way of getting out of having to pay the original voice actors. Uh, but it was I think it was fun. To, I'm interested to see where the whole series is. In my opinion, Optimus came off as a bit of a jerk at times, and that was surprising. I'm, I'm sure that is going to be leading somewhere, but uh, I just I thought it was it was a lot of fun. To, so want to see where it goes from here. And until then, I, I guess I'm just going to leave you with side of the castle where I am. Have fun on the recording, not at Disney. What the hell, Jeremy? Yeah. <laughs> a little bit of a humble brag there, huh? Mm-hmm. Is he in France? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that castle transform, so. 
Well, Jer- I think Jeremy should be back next week so we can uh, we can get into depth with him. But uh, I guess it's up to us to to continue the review of Transformers Earth Spark since uh, um, Jeremy's left us hanging a little bit here since he, he had to go to Disney World with his family or something. So. Mm-hmm. Um, had to, but yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> It was required. I mean, he, 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 I mean, you know, Jeremy. Jeremy's a well-known Star Wars fan, so he had to do that Galaxy's Edge. And uh, I think he he he's, he'll probably show us on trips to the store next week what he what he brought back. So mm-hmm. look forward to that. Even though it's not Transformers, and I'm sure we will not let that slide right there. <laughs> <laughs> it has to be Transformers. Yeah, he's, he's laughing at us in the chat. Yeah, <laughs> and he can start up his own, but he's done it before. He can start up his own podcast that uh, talks about other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Don't threaten him; he will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know. I'm plan. I'm. I'm. I'm hoping he does it. <laughs> there, there. Jeremy built a murder droid. He said it counts. <laughs> It's a droid. It's not a robot. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Yeah. Transformers Earth Spark. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So as I said, you can you can watch it on YouTube. Uh, you know, it's a um, so the first two episodes are free streaming on YouTube. I think they're even ad free on YouTube. So uh, you know, for for U.S. residents. <laughs> Again, sorry, Daryl. <laughs> Not that, not that it's a problem for you. <laughs> no, it's fine. I, 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 I sailed the high seas to get them, so I've got them all. <laughs> all right. So the first two episodes were titled "Secret Legacy" parts one and two. Uh, it was written by Nicole Dubuc and Dale Malinowski. And uh, Nicole Dubuc, you might be familiar with, as she was, I believe, she was a showrunner on uh, Rescue Bots for several for a long time. So she is quite familiar with Transformers. Uh, the storyboard directors were Alex Kwan and Jordan Rosado. The supervising director was Glenn Murakami, who is, I believe he's been a longtime director in animation, done lots of stuff over the years. Um, in the in, Buried in the credits, you might notice a little name, Nick Roche, for character designer. So uh, that was cool to see him in the credits there. And he, I believe he designed uh, Twitch, uh, the, uh, the character there. So uh, it's cool to see uh, he's 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 hitting the big time, Mr. Nick Roche. So very cool to see him uh, getting lots more uh, involved in the Transformers universe, uh, more than he's already been for several years. Uh, the voice cast was uh, I mean, uh, we have uh, Optimus Prime was Alan Tudyk, who is, uh, you know, you might remember him from Firefly. Lots of other uh, roles. More recently, the Resident Alien series on Sci-Fi. So he's he's done lots of work. He's a very, uh, uh, you know, guy, he gets around in um, you know, lots of lots of you know sci-fi projects. Megatron was Rory McCann, who you might remember as the Hound from Game of Thrones. Didn't didn't quite sound very houndish <laughs> in, in Earth Spark, but that's okay. Um, Alita one. He was he was, me- he was Megatron. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Uh Alita One I was to correct you there. Yeah, yeah. Did didn't I say that? Did I say yeah. that? You were saying he was the hound. <laughs> A previous role, yes, yes. He's he's not the hound in Earthspark. That's right. That's correct. Thank you, Daryl, for that correction. I appreciate it. <laughs> no problem. I'm here to help. <laughs> Alita, Alita One was Sissy Jones. Hardtop and Swindle were both voiced by Nolan North, who is a very famous video game voice actor. He's, I think, his biggest role was Nathan Drake in the um, the Uncharted series on PlayStation. Bumblebee was, was Danny Skylinks. He played Skylinks in uh, uh, Transformers Prime. <laughs> Fair enough. I I think the video game roles were a little bit more were a little bit more recognizable, but yeah, I didn't remember that. Thanks again, Daryl. I, I had him sign my Skylink's toy. So oh, <laughs> the the party's not saying the party's not saying is he had him sign the Earthrise Skylink's toy. Yeah, 
<laughs> that wasn't out then, but and he was just confused. <laughs> yeah, very. Uh, Bumblebee is voiced by Danny Pudi, who uh, you might know as Abed from Community. Uh, Twitch is Catherine Cavari. Thrash is Zeno Robinson. Mandroid is Diedrich Bader, who is a uh, you know he's and been lots of stuff. The Drew Carey Show. Office Space. Uh, he was the voice of Batman in Batman Brave of the Bold. Uh, so he's done lots of stuff. Uh, Robbie Malto was Sydney Michaela. Mo Malto, Zion Broadnax. Alex Malto, John John Briones. And Dot Malto, Benny Latham. So, uh, and the cast, I thought the voice cast was really good. I thought, I thought uh, Alan Tudyk's Optimus Prime was right on the money. Like it was, it was a very a different Optimus Prime, not a Peter Cullen sound alike, not trying to kind of copy his style in any way, but a very like a, a, a but a very prime like Prime, I would say. And, and and he brought back the kind of father figure and you know humor to Prime that uh, that I felt I think has been a little bit missing in the last few years with Optimus Prime like a little bit a little bit less uh you know dour and 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 kind of you know very grim and and uh, you know stoic more a little bit you know a little bit uh, a little bit happier so what yeah, that was I cool I have no problems with the, the voice acting on any mm-hmm. of these these characters. Uh, they don't sound exactly like you know I, I expect or remember, but you know, like there's no issues with with anything that mm-hmm. they're doing. So yeah, I definitely appreciate the uh, the effort that they put into it. Like, all the all the voices sound believable and sound appropriate. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I thought the animation was really well done too. I mean, I, I the CGI looked pretty like high quality and detailed. I mean, both the, the humans and the transformers looked pretty good. Uh, I'd say, I mean, the one thing I, I will, I mean, this is not just this show, but I think all CGI shows kind of suffer from this is that since, since it's so expensive to model different characters, the shows usually tend to have a very small cast and don't have a lot of extras or, or background players. So it, it, it kind of makes the show look a little empty. Like I, you know, there's a scene when they're when they're like walking in the town and like in the center of the town and like there's no background crowd or people walking around. It's just, you know, the main characters and that's it. And there's and the, so it's, so that's and that's something that, you know, is just a, a, a kind of a feature of of CGI animation is that you're, you're not going to spend the money to animate a bunch of extras that are only going to be on the screen for a couple seconds and then not going to be used anymore. So you're, you, you're either going to be like troop building where you have one model that's copied a million times to, to create your background players, or you're just going to have a limited cast. So that would be my only kind of, you know, complaint for the, for the animation. I think the, the quality is pretty, pretty well done. So. In terms of, of animation, I will agree with you. Uh, everything did feel very spot on and very, very solid. Uh, to, your, to your point on like the background characters, yeah, that is just a, a factor of... It's, it's a lot more effort to put in background characters in a 3D environment than it is in a yeah. 2D environment. Um, you can, you know, you can do some like very generic kind of models and just and go that road. But on top of that, on top of the effort, the more of that stuff you put in, the longer each frame takes to render. And mm-hmm. even if each frame only, even if each frame takes an hour, adding a whole bunch of people, even if it adds just 10 minutes to it, that's 10 minutes times 30 per minute. I'm sorry, 30 per second that many minutes, that many, you know, however long the the scene is. So it starts to to grow really, really quickly. But as far as like the character animation, yeah, like that was, it was a good solid, uh, good solid effort and good solid uh, style to it. I will say, I think like the first complaint that I I would have is not on, on the background characters. It's on the lip sync and specifically the lips <laughs> on Prime <laughs> and Megatron. <laughs> Less on yeah. Megatron, sure, but yeah, Prime's uh, Prime's mouth is no. 
Yeah, I I hate it. Hate prime <laughs> prime's mouth. I mean, I I complained about that back when we had the trailer. No, keep the face plate up. Prime doesn't need to have a mouth. Face plate can stay up. Please keep it up. <laughs> yeah, he takes it off quite a bit, very frequently. Yeah. Um, yep, not a fan. <laughs> yeah, I felt like um that um Megatron's lines were read pretty slow the first these first two episodes um but i've seen the whole series so like it's better later on but i like how he sounds like it just felt a mm. little slow to me kind of like what we thought with like siege and Earthrise. i mean it wasn't as bad as well not bad but like it wasn't as slow as that but it seemed a little slow to me just my first mm. impression but i like the tone of his voice i like what he did in regards to the acting overall but um I agree with you that the animation, I liked it. I liked how they add, it looks like 2D, like special effects, like with the smoke and yeah. like flames and stuff like that in the show. Um, and it's probably done in 3D. Like there's a special shader um, that, that can be applied to make things look like that. But I really liked that look of combining the t- look like it looks like hand-drawn elements um, in the animation um, mm-hmm. One of the explosions too, I think, did mm-hmm. something similar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I really liked that a lot about it. Um, yeah, I do agree with Optimus though. There's um, when he he's talking, there is his lips. There is something going on there. It doesn't seem right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but not a fan. No. <laughs> I love how the new characters look, you know, um, the humans mm-hmm. and the, um, the Terrans, um, Twitch and Thrash. Like, I really like um, their character designs and just how they move and um, everything. Yeah, I mean, and, and the, especially the, tran- like, they, they spent a lot of effort on the transformations in particular. Like, that was one of the things that we had an issue with on the, um, the war for Cybertron series is that they, you know, they did not do a lot of transforming in that series. And in this one, every character has a good transformation sequence and, and shows it off several times in the episode. So that was, that was cool. I enjoyed that. Mm -hmm. I particularly liked the, um, the animation that Apollo just mentioned where, the uh, the explosions were 2D. I noticed that right away, and uh, and 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 really quite liked the uh, the combination of the two elements. Um, I uh, I did like the uh, the fact that the transformations were uh, were there. Uh, you know, with Megatron appearing in alt mode first, and uh, Optimus appearing in alt mode. Basically, everybody had their their alt modes uh, shown. And uh, and then transforming at least once or twice, um, the uh, even the two Decepticons that were featured uh, were uh, were transforming uh, at least once. Um, it was uh, it was a, it was a fun show, you know, a pretty decent introduction. Um, I don't know if uh, if the 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 episode that you guys saw, like the two episodes were combined into one or if you had to stop them and, and do another one. But the, the way I saw it, they were joined. So it just went it straight was, into the other one. Okay. Yeah. It was the same way it for was us. The same yeah. Here. The, um, uh, I, uh, I appreciated that because I, it really just went by a lot faster for me. I, I honestly, it ended and I was like, okay, is that the, do I have to start a second episode? And no, it was, they were both done. So, um, I, I thought the show was was quite well done as far as uh, the story goes. I liked the idea that we don't have to go through the introduction of the Transformers again. We don't know. We don't, eventually, I'm sure we're going to get some kind of a history of you know how they came here. But this first episode is not a a retelling of of you know how they came to Earth. We got the fact that they have been here for a while already because. Um, the are we is this a spoiler review are we yes yeah, this, this spoiler this is spoiler filled <laughs> so War, warning this is spoiler yeah, filled. Right. <laughs> so the mom is has worked with them uh in previous you know a, a previous life 
and they've moved out to Witwicky, uh, you know, wink, mm-hmm. right? Um, and uh, and then they, uh, you know, they've they've tried to settle down, and she's gotten a job as a as a forest ranger, right? So, and the father is a huge fan of Bumblebee. It's a you know, it's a bordering on obsessive. So it's, um, it's, it's, I like the fact that they have just, they're, they're just kind of existing. Um, you know, does the fact that the, the father, you know, does he know to what extent the wife is involved with the transformers? Obviously at the end of the episode, uh, or the two episodes, we find out that he had no idea that the wife was involved at this, this, this level. Um, but he had to know that she was involved at some point prior to, to well, this. Right. Well, she, she didn't know. She, so she, he, well, back father, in her army days, she, yeah. he, she was yeah. involved, well, the, but he, yeah, the, did he know that too? Did he know? Yeah, he the, told the story. Yeah, he, told, he told, he story. told the story. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so he but, he knew that she was a veteran, but uh, but yeah, she and she didn't know she was being recruited by Ghost. She thought she was just mm-hmm. being a regular park ranger. Mm-hmm. Right, right, okay. Um, yeah, so it's uh, it's I, I I do like that aspect a lot, where it's you know there's all of these kind of like um, aspects of of everyday life that they're kind of fulfilling, but the Transformers are just kind of they're there like superheroes are you're just kind of okay well they're they're around you just you know i'm a huge fan of bumblebee and then that's you know i really hope to 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 see him around one day that's just you know that's one kind of thing and then to find out your wife is really quite involved with it is is kind of a dream come true for a fan but <laughs> you know for her it's like i really didn't ask for this but i i guess i'm in i'm in now um you know that was a, that's pretty pretty cool. The um, the reveal at the end of the episode uh, of uh, I won't spoil it for anybody, but I guess you know we all know what we're talking about. I wish they had kind of saved that for at least an, one more episode down. I know the season's ten episodes, but if they had at least saved that for one more episode, it would have been would have been kind of cool. Um, but uh, uh, I have only watched the first two, so I really don't know what what else they have in store. The um, I did really appreciate the uh, the two D animation to throw back to the the G one stuff. I really like that as a as a G one fan. Um, all in all, I think the show's pretty fun. It is definitely aimed at like a like a seven to nine range, right? I wouldn't go younger than seven uh, because that's uh, too young for it. There's a lot of themes in it that anyone under seven really just wouldn't get. Um, and not like it's too mature for them. It's just, it's just, it's, they're, they're, they're talking about their, their capacity level. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a great fun show. Um, the fact that these figures they're they're showing them transforming and back and forth, it'll sell some toys. So I think that's, Mm -hmm. uh, that's important too. So I got like a complaint on this and I think this is like the, the, the biggest issue that I have with the, the show it's the it's the dialogue choices like a lot of the dialogue especially the dialogue that comes from the kids mouths just feels off not in terms of animation but it feels off in terms of their choices like these are not things that a kid would say like when they're falling through the 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 rock into like the, the cavern you know like the mystery magic cavern that gets like the whole plot moving uh the the girl uh uh, Mo, Mo, oh, right? Mo, Mo. Mo. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She hits a she hits a rock down on the on the ground, and the brother makes like a joke about, "Hey, like you know, watch out there, John Henry." It's like, really? <laughs> like, like, as an adult, I have never heard someone make a John Henry joke. <laughs> it's like, and you expect me to believe like a like what like a eight or a seven or eight year old is is like they're gonna get that. And they're gonna as a steel driving man. Yeah. <laughs> as a as a non-American, I didn't get the joke. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it it's such a, a weird and very oddly specific cultural reference that just doesn't make 
any sense to be in there. And like, a lot of the show is it had stuff like that. And it's just like, hey, like why why are you talking like this? Why did you say that? That's it does the dialogue itself, although delivered well, because the, the voice actors have actually doing a good job with this, it doesn't feel natural in some places. No, I, I agree with you there. I mean, like the things that stood out to me were when like they're like, oh, I'm getting some feels or uh, mm-hmm. they said, um, well, there's one like the the girl says, real talk. We got mm-hmm. to talk about like I'm like, I mean, on the one hand, yeah, that that's that sounds it sounds very like, you know, like online people <laughs> like but but I also I listen to like my things my 11 year old daughter says with her friends and they kind of do talk like that so maybe so maybe it's more real than I than I care to think about it being <laughs> the, the feels like the the feels part actually does kind of feel a bit natural it's like okay yeah. it, it, it's maybe I wouldn't have chosen that particular way of saying it but sure the the real talk one that that does feel like it's <laughs> It, it feels like it should be like a like a like a thirty or forty year old parent saying that or something. <laughs> it's like this does not doesn't fit. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like from what we've seen in the show so far, um, I'm trying not to talk about anything beyond because I watched the whole series, but um, they seem really emotionally mature for their age. Like, you know, it's just the way they handle the situation where they come into this cave and, you know, meet, um, you know, the, you know, the Terrans, you know, that who mandroid, you know, he coins that term for them um, at the end of the episode, but it's um, episode two, I believe, but um, you know, they're really, you know, and I think that's a great thing, like, if a kid's watching this to demonstrate, oh, this is, like, how you have, like, healthy conversations with your siblings or with your parents, but it is um, a bit of a stretch that, you know, I'm not sure how old the kids are supposed to be. They're, like, what, you know, like, are they, like, 7 to 12? Like, um, yeah, you know, yeah very, somewhere around yeah. there. I don't know if they'd be talking like this, you know, um, yeah. or, or, you know, being, you know, so handling things so well uh, but as as someone in my 30s watching this like I thought you know I'm like oh this is really cool I wish I grew up like this you know with like <laughs> you know but um you know being able to have these you know serious conversations um but yeah what did you think of Megatron's voice because or Megatron's dialogue because I had kind of a similar thing with with that Whereas, like, and maybe it's just like, a, like I don't know, like how he came to be in the situation he's in, but the the familiarity with the uh, with Dot and just the the very casual conversational tone with like everyone there, he does not feel like a Megatron at the moment. Yeah, that that was definitely something that 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 threw me a little bit i'm like how did we how did we get to the point where megatron is joking around with optimus prime and is like very familiar with humans and like to the point where he's very friendly and they're and they're all like hanging out like like megatron's been space hitler for a long time it's kind of weird that he's like he's really mellowed out here it's very jarring (laughs) and if they give like an episode where they they show that backstory then okay I'm I'm good sitting and waiting and I'm good but mm-hmm. if they don't that's going to be a huge black mark and it's it's a it's a little worrying. Uh, what uh, what I thought was interesting is that Dot seems to be she's she's much more friendly with Megatron than Optimus Prime. Like when she sees Optimus mm-hmm. Prime, like, Oh, this guy again. Yeah. But then she's Megatron. Like, oh yeah. Megatron. That's my boy. <laughs> so it's like, it actually makes was... a little bit of sense though. I mean, she's, yeah. she's military and I imagine she would have had like more in common, not ideologically, but like personality wise with Megatron mm-hmm. than with, with, than with Prime. Terror in the streets or terror in the skies, honor in the streets. Yeah, it's like, I'm what the hell? Sure what, what does that, is that, I mean, yeah. the, the, 
I, I mean, it's bad, but my what I immediately thought of was like freaking the sheets, the yeah, lady in the streets. You know? like, I, I don't know what this, what this is. Me, they have a very close me. relationship. <laughs> very close. Yeah, yeah um, that was something that was interesting for me too. Like, um, I really appreciate how their close relationship, but like him being so friendly with everyone else was kind of a throwback like it threw me off too like i get that he was friendly with dot because they're friends you know and they work together in the past but like yeah optimus being you know friends with optimus is pretty odd yeah and one one bit of dialogue that i did notice i think was is taken from like fan art because um the the dad uh tells the kids like don't be be an optimist prime not a negatron and that's like some famous fan art mm-hmm. uh so that they they took that directly from so i thought that was pretty cool mm-hmm. so mm. no credit though huh well yeah i don't i mean i didn't i i i didn't go i didn't go through the credits at the end to see if this was this artist was recognized but there it is i mean actually i can't, I can't read the who is the Who's the who's the artist? Avid, Avid. So mm-hmm. there's your there's your credit. We'll link to the Deviant Art page in the show notes so everyone can know where that comes from. Mm-hmm. Is this the original artist too? Like, I mean, they could have just posted it. Oh, okay. Well, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> I just googled it, Daryl. What do you want from me? <laughs> Google failed you, Charles. Research, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I so I th- I mean, I, it's definitely a strong start to the series. I'm curious as to what how the status quo came to be. Like Megatron clearly working with the Autobots, rounding up Decepticons. I mean, even at the end, you had um, you had Hardtop say, "Oh, I, you know, I wouldn't, I'd never fight you, Megatron, no matter what side you're on." So they're, they're clearly the Decepticons are still like somewhat loyal to megatron but the question is why is megatron you know working with the autobots why are they rounding up decepticons um how did mandroid a mandroid's little spider bots captured two insecticons and skull cruncher that was kind of like these are he's a credible threat to decepticons which is interesting yeah and he stole um um was it hardtop's arm yeah, yeah. Yeah. That actually was kind of oh. gross. Like, I know it wasn't, like, super, like, graphic, but it's just like, oh, like, this guy's, like, taking their body part, like, wants their body parts. Like, um, you know, it's pretty morbid. Yeah. It reminded me that um, a little bit of the, I think it was called, was it M- Emperada from IDW? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hardtop didn't seem to mind. <laughs> I, know. Really didn't, just armless. <laughs> I know he, he and even at the worm he's just talking away while he's getting it removed you know yeah. he's, he's not, like yeah like, really bothered all that much by it <laughs> well I even know. when he got it even when mandroid put it on himself he's not like you know like you know that's my arm right <laughs> like, am i gonna get that back Speaking of which, I don't care if Mandroid is like a full-on android. Having an arm bigger than your main body, that's you're gonna tip over. Yeah, <laughs> you're a little top-heavy there, buddy. I love how Thrash just names and that he's just like Mandroid. <laughs> that was yeah, that that was good. <laughs> And I like at, at the end when they're when they're captured, and he's like, "Well, we're we're just gonna go, uh, we're gonna go meet up with our friends Robbie and Mo." And then Optimus Prime and Megatron bust through the wall, and Mandra's like, "This is Robbie and Mo." Yeah, that was good. <laughs> that was good. So yeah, I, I like the 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 balance. They, there's good humor, good action. Alita One was such a badass, and the uh, you know that was cool showing how like. You know, or just from the start when she round, she like captures the two Decepticons, uh, and then throughout the episode, you know, she's the like she's doing lots of stuff, you know, and like 
killing the the spider bots and everything and rescuing uh the um the kids during in the in the middle in the town and then later on so it was great to see how like alita one being a prominent character here um and then a one thing i wanted to mention and i don't know i don't know if this comes up later in the season but the voice cast at the very end, like looking at the credits, I saw a credit that I didn't recognize. So I was like, wait a minute, Clancy Brown was in this as Quintus Prime? And I was like, what? Then I went back and I was like, oh, there's a voice that says something as the 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 two Terrans are created in that in that cave. And it's like this voiceover disembodied voice and apparently that's Quintus Prime because it's in the voice credit. It's in the cast. And I'm like... Okay, so that's kind of a spoiler in the cast, mm-hmm. <laughs> but so I don't know. I, yeah, so we'll we'll have to see how that if that plays into anything later in the season. Uh, I guess uh, Apollo, you already know, but <laughs> that's, uh, I know that it's <laughs> it's just interesting that they they put that. Vo- I mean, of course, Clancy Brown is a well known voice actor. Uh, you know, probably. Uh, I mean. If you if you grew up in the eighties, he was the he was the bad guy in Highlander. If you watch SpongeBob, he's Mr. Krabs. He's Lex Luthor in uh the Superman animated series. Uh he's done tons of voice work, uh tons of uh of uh, actor, you know, character actor work. So just a you know, all around big uh, big voice actor name. Um so I hope that means he's gonna have a you know another a new role, a bigger role later in the season than I mean Quintus Prime. That's a that's one of the primes that doesn't get a lot of screen time. So I'm I'm curious mm. what, and and usually Quintus Prime is associated with the Quintesson. So I don't know what what that means for this show, but I'm curious. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean this. I I think I I think this was a, definitely a strong start to the series. Uh, I I do. I it is a it is a balance, and it's not quite the you know it's not a totally action heavy but it is a good mix of action and comedy and family you know family comedy and drama and stuff like that so i have watched a few more episodes so i you know i do see the some episodes tilt one way or the other way so you know it keeps a balance um one other thing i did want to mention of course the um the like the the main cat the main human cast is like this very interesting it's like an afro filipino of you know, family unit that it's so it's, I mean, something that you don't really see on TV a lot. So that's, uh, and it's really cool that uh, they, you know, they focus on that. And then um, personally, I'm excited that it's centered around Philadelphia. That's my hometown. So, you know, the fact that the, that they're the family's from Philadelphia and wit wiki is out and out in the sticks away from Philadelphia. And Robbie wants to get back to his friends in Philly. Um you know, you're I gonna move was... to Witwicky there, Charles? <laughs> I would if I could. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I like. Uh, I, uh, although you know, I'm I I agree with Robbie. I'm not down with no cell service and no Wi-Fi. <laughs> that's that's a little bit too far. I mean, I'll I'll go out in the country, but you got you got to give me good good internet service. I can't uh, I can't be out in the country with no internet service. So. Mm-hmm. That's uh that's that's a deal breaker. <laughs> yeah, I like the human characters in this show. Like I think they did a really good job overall, you know, other than like the dialogue things we talked about with the kids earlier. Like mm-hmm. I really like um what they they're doing with them and Dot is super awesome. <laughs> like she's so yeah. badass too. Like I just yep. I think that's just I think this is just really cool to have um this family and this representation in a transformer show. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's funny that the, you know, the, they, they mentioned the town is Witwicky and they do show like in the, in those flashback scenes, you see spike standing on Bumblebee's shoulder back there, but you know, you don't get him mentioned by name, but you know, may, maybe there's a chance for a cameo in the future you know the uh, adult spike wick spike wick wiki come in come or mayor the mayor of wiki pennsylvania i don't know but uh you know it, it's our Spark you know, plug dies saving the town they name the town after him okay mm-hmm. there you go 
Daryl, uh, Daryl's a writer for the show. He, he, I just did it. I just did it, and it solves the, the it solves the end at the 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 biggest plot hole of of G one. Where did Spark Plug go? Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Oh, did did we figure out how many years this takes place after G one? I mean, it's. I, I mean, if the the drones that uh, that they have, I mean, those are look like modern day drones. So, I mean. Mm-hmm. I, 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 unless, unless we get any other information, the assumption is that it's modern day 2022, which mm-hmm. means it would be, you know, 38 yeah. years from G. And, and they said September 17th, 1984, which is the original air date of the first G1 cartoon. So oh, okay. they called that out specifically. Although I still think that Dot would be, should be a grandmother rather than yeah. a mother for these kids. She, she, if she was, if she was a in the you know a, a young woman in the eighties fighting with the Autobots, she should be a grandmother now. But uh, you know, maybe maybe she joined up in the nineties while the war was still going on. I don't know. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's. I think overall, yeah, this, this was. I was impressed with this show, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. I I wonder now. Now that they they've dropped all ten episodes, I wonder how long we're going to have to wait for season two. Maybe uh, hopefully, like maybe next summer or something. I don't know. Uh, I hope they don't. I hope it's not a full year, but maybe it will be. So, guess I what? I think it'll depend time. on how well the show does. Hmm. If it's super popular, they may fast track a second season. But if it's middling, then they may wait or not do another season. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. Well, uh, any final thoughts for EarthSpark before we wrap it up here? I really... I'm optimistic, but I am kind of cautious about it because those dialogue lines really took me out sometimes and whenever i see prime's face like i i have to stop myself from getting angry (laughs) yeah but but there's a lot of good stuff happening in the show so i'm i'm hoping that it continues the good stuff over the next eight episodes and minimizes some of the the more unfortunate parts that i'm that i've seen yep keep that face played up prime yeah. We don't want to, we don't want to see your face. <laughs> Listen, you got a face from the movies, you know, you have plenty of spares here. Just, just yeah. keep it covered. Yeah. Keep it covered. Keep the mask up, you know? Mask above your oh, nose. Yeah. The one the, the one also the one the one question I have is uh like which bot why are some bots part of ghost and some bots are not like, you know, like in the, in the first episode, you notice that Megatron Optimus and Alita one all have the ghost insignia with the, the Autobot and or Decepticon symbol inside the ghost insignia. But then Bumblebee just has a regular Autobot symbol. So that's the mm. question as to why he's a, uh, you know, he's just a regular guy. Also there's that symbol threw me the first time I saw it. It's like, is that a skull on their chest? What are they doing? <laughs> Yeah, but we'll have to watch and find out. Off-topic question, but does anyone know if the the Earthspark toys have the ghost symbol for their icon, or is it straight up Autobot Decepticon? I think they, I think they do. At least Prime, Alita One, and Megatron. I think they do have the ghost symbol on them. So. Interesting. Yeah. We'll have to see. All right. Well, that's our review of Transformers Earth Spark episodes one and two. So uh hope everyone's getting a chance to watch it. And uh let us know what your thoughts are. Uh and you know, give us some comments, give us some feedback. And are you binging the whole series and enjoying it? Or did it turn you off? Or are you uh are you declaring, uh, you know, uh, what uh, gun not helicopter for Megatron, and you're not <laughs> you're writing off this series completely? Let, let us know. I mean, it, it, you know, whatever whatever you think, uh, let us know. So that takes us to the end of this episode of Transmissions Alt Mode. So thanks everyone for watching. 
again, want to mention we've got a gift code or a, a promo code with our friends at toyhacks.com. So if you are buying any labels or stickers or any other accessories from toyhacks.com, you can save 15% off your order with our code TM1234. Again, that code is TM1234. And so use that at Toy Hacks. Uh, you can't combine it with any other promos, but you can use it with your robo points. So uh, just think about that and save 15% while helping out transmissions. And of course, at the end of every episode, we give a shout out to our Masterpiece Donatrons. So these are the folks who continue to support us at our highest level on Patreon. So that's why we give them a shout out in every episode. Thank you once again to John Forrest Levengood and Demon Tech 82. We really appreciate it. All right, uh, Apollo, why don't you tell us where we can find you online? Thanks again for joining us this week. Yeah, you're welcome. I had a lot of fun talking about EarthSpark. So you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and now Mastodon at RoboApollo. Um, I'm also um, involved and pretty active in the Transmissions Discord server. So um, I highly recommend that you join if you haven't joined to talk about Transformers. And there is an EarthSpark section in the Transmissions server, so you can talk about it with people who have actually seen it. So um, I'd be curious to see what people think of it. Cool. And yes, that is at transmissionspodcast.com slash discord. That's where you can find the invite for our discord server. Mike, uh, where can we find you online and anything else you want to promote? You can also find me on the Discord server, too, talking with all the people with the transmissions. Uh, uh, you can also listen to Empire Rust at uh, transmissionspodcast.com slash rust. And if you'd like to, go ahead and take a look at my Instagram page at Minervian. Uh, and I do some toy photos that I'm just getting back into after a bit of a hiatus. And I, yeah, some good looking stuff. So, yeah, check me out. Cool. Okay. And thanks, everyone, for watching and listening to this episode of Transmissions Alt Mode. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye, all. Bye. Later. Thank you for listening to this episode of Transmissions. If you'd like to join the conversation, travel to our Discord channel at transmissionspodcast.com slash Discord. Want some cool transmission swag? Feast your eyes on our transmissions gear at transmissionspodcast.com slash shop. If you'd like to support our podcast, go to transmissionspodcast.com slash support or tell your friends about our show. We'll see you next time.